Hey everyone, and welcome to Power Spikes Behind the Streams. This is episode two, and we'll be joined by Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio. Now, I'm your host, Reed, and let me tell you a little bit about Danny. First off, he's a member of the Podcasting Hall of Fame. Bet you didn't know that existed. Second, he's actually produced and directed two feature documentaries about podcasting and content creation in the video game industry. He's won awards for him as well, so we could call him an award-winning director if you want. But more importantly, he's someone who's been doing this for almost 15 years. And in that time, he's really understood the power of professionalizing what he does. And so that's what we wanted to talk to him about, was how he took this podcast that was a labor of love and a way for him to add his voice to the video game community and turned it into a way to start working with brands like Microsoft and Electronic Arts and furthermore, turning his voice into one of authority and thinking about what does he really need to do to keep going forward and keep building this audience or if he is working with a brand, make them happy and also keep his listeners happy. So he's someone who I think we all could learn a lot from, especially if you're a young content creator just getting your feet wet and really starting to take what you're doing seriously. So without further ado, let's bring in Danny. All right, I'm joined by Danny Pena here on Power Spikes Behind the Streams. Danny, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks. Thanks for the invite, man. What's going on? What's up, everyone? (laughs) Yeah, you bet. So, you know, what we do on Behind the Streams here is we talk a little bit about what goes into making uh, an influencer's show or podcaster's stream and what it really takes for them to be successful, but also work with brands. Now, one of the things that's always stuck out to me is I see all sorts of photos from you on social media about um, Gamertag Radio and how far you guys have grown from when you started to where you are now. And what I constantly see is you next to people from Microsoft or Electronic Arts or at industry events um, or just generally working with brands. And I think that's something a lot of influencers, one of their goals is to work with a brand and eventually monetize the work that they're doing. So what I wanted to know was what was the first experience you had working with a brand and how did that shake out? Uh, it was, it was interesting because I didn't know what I was doing at first. So, um, the first company that actually, uh, I got an opportunity to get an invitation from them to, uh, attend an event was Sega. And it was for the launch of Sega net. That was like in 2000 and yeah, it was just 2000. It was, yeah, that's when, when the Dreamcast was out. Yep. The Dreamcast was out and they had, cause they sponsored the VMAs and it was in New York City and I remember mm-hmm. it was Chris Rock that was hosting. Nine nine ninety nine. Yeah, well, actually, it was a year after that because they oh, was it they sponsor yeah they sponsor ninety nine and also two thousand. So I went to the event in two thousand in downtown in New York City and yeah, I was just there hanging out with them and got to play NFL two K one online for the first time. They they had videos of upcoming games that's coming for the Dreamcast. I was super excited. I was like, oh man, but I was nervous too because. You know, it was like my my first event ever. And, you know, the 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 Sega team were just talking to me the whole time. Like they really wanted engagement. And the thing that I learned from that was it's good to create content at home, right? I love doing that. But the best thing to me that helped me and, and helped uh, the podcast to get the word out about the show and, and I want people to know more about me is just attending events and just get out of the house, man. And from there... And, you know, at that time, I couldn't really record like that, like how it is now, because I didn't have the equipment. But 
uh, it helped me a lot, man. I think that that is the thing that I've been telling everybody that starts like they're starting to become a content creator is get out of your house, man. Get out of your house. I think staying home. Yeah, you're you will create as cool content and, and all that. But I think there's nothing that's going to beat meeting people face to face, man. And that's something that I think even someone who's on Twitch uh, could take some advice from because there's always live streaming events at, say, TwitchCon or E3 uh, where they bring in streamers and you can kind of stream live. But also uh, for you, it's also been a great way to meet your community as well as brands. Yes, yes. I, I met a lot of people locally that are gamers in New York like that at just attending events. I went to SegaNet before that. It was Xbox Unleashed. After that was... Uh, GameCube Club, I think it was uh, the Cube Club, I swear. That was from mm-hmm. Nintendo promoting the, the GameCube. And I started just meeting gamers locally in New York City, man. And we got the, you know, we exchanged numbers. This is before, you know, social media and everything, but we stay in touch, man. Man, and that's like that, crazy. You know? That's crazy to say, yeah. you know, exchanging numbers because now today you go to an event, it's like following me on social media. And that's, yeah, the way, yeah. you, that's the way you bridge that relationship. So, yeah. you know, with building your relationship with fans, I think that's something influencers, they have tremendous ability to do is connect with fans and become mm-hmm. a voice of reason or even sales uh, to them. But for you, mm-hmm. when you were at those events, what did you do to build business relationships? And what do you kind of do now these days with more technology and social media to further these business relationships? Well, at that well, a couple of years ago, and also now too. Like I, I love, like I'm always talking to people on social media, and I'm like, hey, you know, are, are you free any any uh, during the time of the event? Let's let's get together. Let's you know have some drinks and let's just talk business, man. You know, I've been doing like that for for a very long time, and it helps too because I want I want companies to know more than just what they see on social media or what they listen to on the podcast, like the stuff that we've done in the past behind the scenes because you know how it is read like this industry changes man there's people that are one place and they're always moving around so there's always the new folks that start working at the company and it's like you have to start from scratch all over again to to build that relationship with everybody else you know so um i i just love meeting with people and just telling them like our history and the stuff that we've done and you know um one of the things that work too is i always tell them to listen to the show and also, watch our documentary that I made last year, the mm-hmm. Gimmick Tech Radio podcast story. So at least they have an idea of not only about the content that we create, but also the relationship that we have with, with our listeners. Because everywhere I go, I love to meet up with our community. It doesn't matter if it's in the United States or outside the United States, anywhere. I'm always doing like meetups. Just a couple of weeks ago, I went to Dominican Republic because I had to speak there. With a lot of the game developers that there are just trying to get some motivation mm-hmm. for them to continue like creating games. And there was listeners there, man, that I got to meet in Dominican Republic that it was our first time meeting. And they it felt like we knew each other for a long time. They That's wild. To the show. Yeah, yeah. And we, we talk on Discord. And yeah, that was our first time meeting in person. Insane. Same. Now, your, your co-host, Paris, he was at Gamescom uh, this week. Did he run into any uh, game, Gamertag radio fans himself, or does I he also kind of have this? I think he did. He did. I, I, I got to ask him. because I know he mentioned that he went to a Destiny community meetup, 
that mm-hmm. they had over there in Germany. And there was a couple of people like, hey, hey, Paris, Gamer Tech Radio, right? Like, yeah, there's people that knew him there. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. Actually, this is a crazy story. There was one time that we got invited to go to check out uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. It was like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And it was in France, in Paris. So it was Peter and Paris that were there. They got to the event. They were there for a couple of days, and now they're flying back to the United States. So they they go inside the plane, and there was a listener of ours there. Like, hey, I'm a huge fan of your show. I listen to. I'm actually I'm listening to your show right now. Like inside the plane while they were like flying back to the United States, randomly like that. That's so crazy. that happens. That happens all the time, man. And I think that's yeah. indicative of just sort of this type of media style um, that you see. Someone like yourself is a minor. I want to say celebrity, but you're known. Uh, you you produce a show and you're known. You go places, people recognize you. And do you think people discount influencers, podcasters, Twitch streamers having that ability, or they think that it just it's not possible, or it's like no, that's you know that's crazy. No one would recognize Danny Pena, and then it happens. It happens. I think. I mean, I have like tons of crazy stories like that. You know, I think that uh, it is possible, man. Because I think people like the average mm-hmm. to their followers. And they don't have no video. They don't have no audio. But when people see them, like, they're freaked out. They're like, oh, my God, I've been following you for a long time. You know, it's it's different nowadays, man. It's always oh, totally different. Do you think that brands, one, have they mentioned it to you that you, they like that sort of relationship you have? And then, you know, we've seen it with influencer marketing. That's sort of what they're going for. Uh, did you kind of recognize that you were having more than just, uh, you know, street cred of, hey, that's Danny Pena. But it was like, hey, my voice matters. My voice carries yeah, of course. significant weight. Of course. Yeah. I, the thing that every time I have a meeting with um, with a company or with, you know, just people that work in different uh, gaming companies too, I always tell them that, you know, numbers is cool to see like a million views, a million downloads. It's, it's cool and all, right? But how many people that actually watch your video or listen to your, your podcast, how many of those actually took action to buy the product or go to your website to to sign up or you know what I'm trying to say read like mm-hmm. that to me what matters is how many people you could influence to take action on no matter what you're trying to push because anybody could have anybody could have a million views but imagine you have a million views and nobody's taking action oh, do yeah. those million views actually matter you know so right right yeah. and that, and that's something that's the whole idea of follower uh, uh, fraudulent followers is people talk about it. But for you, you've built this great community. When you're working with brands, how do you approach it? Do you think about like, well, you know, this community's got a very specific voice they expect from me? Or do you kind of work with the brand to say, well, look, we should really be telling the story this way or we don't want our content controlled? What's your approach to it? Well, it depends. So if it's like, let's say, uh, gaming-wise, then we're open to to hear more about the product, you know. Now, if it's a company that are going to advertise on our show, I, not only me, but also the whole crew, we have to feel comfortable with the product because it's us endorsing in that product. So in the past, we've gotten companies that would like to, like, advertise on our show and they were going to give us a lot of money and we declined because we just didn't feel comfortable to promote that to our listeners, to our, com- to our community. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that... I feel like, man, this is really good. Like, I, I could see our listeners um, really buying this. I'm going to push it. I'm, I, You know what? I'm confident with this. I think this is good. Then we'll go for it, man. So we declined 
multiple times in the past of companies mm-hmm. that want to advertise and we said no. Um, so what matters, the the money is whatever, it's not, it's not everything. Uh, because imagine you're pushing something that, for example, let's just mention a, a name a co- of a company. Well, not a company, but a pro- kind of like a product. There were uh, there was a company that wanted to promote eSig on our on mm-hmm. our podcast, and I just didn't feel comfortable because we have a lot of young listeners, and I don't want to push that to our listeners, so right. we decline. You know, so that something makes like that. Sense. Yeah, yeah. So if it's something that it works for us and it works for our for our community, I'm gonna go for it because imagine a company like One Eight Hundred Flowers that wants to advertise on a show. I know a lot of a lot of our listeners have a girlfriend, ma- they have mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they want to. Yeah, they they would just want to buy flowers to someone. This is like a perfect product for them to buy. Like you know, something like that. That's something that it fits for our community. That it makes sense. Yeah, and it's just you know when you build an audience like that, you've got so much. Uh, you've got an important voice with them, and so you don't want to saturate that voice with things you don't really believe in. But at the same exactly. time, you want to be open to opportunity. Now, I think something kind of we're going to wrap up here because this has been a really great conversation. But mm-hmm. something I think a lot of fans do is they see someone like you or even some of the biggest guys like ninja on mixer uh, or dr disrespect on twitch and they go wow those guys show up they stream they're funny they're informative and then they make money that's not really how it works um what are you doing behind the scenes every day that fans don't see that leads to what makes gamer tag radio what it is and the ability for you to do things like work of a brand well I'm I'm always talking to uh, companies to see if we could work on getting an interview behind the scenes. Like, just because the thing is, sometimes like like for example, I interviewed Peter Moore uh, a couple weeks ago for the tw- uh, the twentieth anniversary of Sega Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. That for for me and remember, Peter Moore left left uh, the gaming industry years ago. Now he's the CEO at uh, the football club Liverpool. Yeah, in the UK, right? Yeah, it's so, his dream job. <laughs> yeah, that was his dream job. So he had he hasn't been involved in gaming in years. So that interview took me like a good four plus months just to get that. So I was going back and forth with his team at Liverpool, and uh, he has a crazy schedule. So we had to find, and plus I also have a crazy schedule. So we had to find like the perfect time for us to set up that interview, something like that. Or if um, another thing that I do too is I do a lot of speaking about podcasting and about being a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always um, talking with uh, different conferences to see if um, if, uh, if it's okay for me to do like a presentation, not only in the United States, but also outside the United States. I've mm-hmm. uh, been doing that a lot. Actually, uh, well, I'm also talking to the guys at, uh, that ha- actually, Jason, he's handling a festival for, uh, it's called Latin, Latin Games Festival. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take place in LA, actually in a couple of weeks. And I'm going to be speaking there, too. So I've been doing that a lot because you know what it is, Reed? I, I think that I love my podcast. I love doing that. But also I like to like just um, do more than just that. Um, speaking at different conferences and stuff like that. You know, we've done events in the past super companies um, and that, that was a pain. <laughs> that, was a, that, that that's that's something that I haven't done in a long time uh, because uh, I, I feel like all that energy that I put it into like a whole event to -hmm. do that i'd rather just put that energy on like us creating content or traveling to like um events and stuff like that so yeah i haven't done that in a long time 
It's interesting you mentioned that because it's sort of like the business to consumer, business to business style of marketing where you, you market very differently when you're going to consumers, but then you also have to market exceedingly different for a business. In this, it's almost like content creator to content creator marketing or uh, information sharing. Um, so kind of get into the end here. I think that you've been in this space for a long time now. Um, you're kind of synonymous with video game podcasting as well as social media and upcoming different digi digital media in games. What do you think today's influencers that are getting their start or are just starting to reach that cusp where they're getting interest from companies and more fans, what should they be looking forward to? And what is it they should kind of have their eye on or be thinking about now that they've reached this point? Wow, that's a great question, man. I think... Don't be nervous because I know every time I go to an event, there's always somebody that, that is like their first time attending the event, mm -hmm. um, like a, a meet event or so on. And they're like freaking out. So there was one time I got invited to check out um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, EA invited me and they invited like a bunch of other people too. So it was in San Francisco. So I go there. I'm in the plane. I'm a flight going to San Francisco. And right next to me, there was a kid. That he was wearing a Discord part, uh, Discord partner hoodie. He was he noticed that I was wearing a a, a gaming T-shirt, and we started talking. And he's like, "Hey man, I just got invited to this event. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do." I was like, "Hey man, it's okay. Just be yourself. Don't worry about it. You're gonna have a lot of fun. And any questions, just talk to me or talk to anybody that got also got invited, or or talk to the person that invited you, man. You know, you just yeah. gotta be yourself, man. Because a lot of people will." just change the like who they are when they go to these events um it's it's fine to be yourself man just be respectful i think that's that's the most important thing man because in the past i heard stories of people that been to events that they got invited and not that people got an opportunity and the people that got invited they were being very disrespectful not only to the pr people that are handling event but also the developers um, that worked on, on the game for a very long time. And what happens, the word is going to go around and you're never going to get invited again because this mm -hmm. industry is so small. Every, the word just goes around, man. Yeah, the you know, word so, gets around with the brands. They just, you know, they'll, they'll say like, well, you know, this person's difficult or something like that. So I think that's a fantastic yeah. point. Yeah, and another thing too, if, if PR telling, or telling you it's under embargo, you're under NDA, don't say these certain things. Just don't say it. A lot of a lot of the contributors will not respect the NDA, and they will just go post it like as an exclusive or whatever on their YouTube channel or podcast. And yeah, you get the buzz at that moment for like a, a day or two. But what what's gonna happen six months from now? Perfect example. I remember, I think it was like two years ago, that uh, or last year I think it was, we all got to see. Cyberpunk at E3, right? And there was there was a journalist that recorded the whole presentation, and he put that audio out on his YouTube channel, and everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it, right? But I bet you that relationship that he built with CD Projekt Red—that's it. It's done. Like it's over because you mm -hmm. disrespected. You you basically didn't respect the process. Thing like that is going to mess up your for you to get more opportunities in the future man so that's one thing that we always been good at 
we always are respectful. We always re respect the process. If they tell us not to post a review on a certain until a certain date, that's we always always do that, man. Gotcha. Well, hey, Danny, yeah. really appreciate the conversation we've had today. Uh, any final thoughts just for anyone out there listening uh, in just sort of things that you've learned? Yeah, just be consistent. Uh, stay on schedule, man. If you release content every Monday, stick with that schedule, man, because your community are going to uh, are going to get used to that and, and also engage with your listeners or, or viewers, man. Always engage with them. Just don't post content and that's it. Um, just stay engaged with them, man. It's going to help you out big time, man. And get out of your house, like I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and meet people. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's locally or outside of the city. Attend events, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really appreciate your time, man. No problem. Thank, thanks for the invite.